1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to what's the name of this show? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Without
2: oh, <laughs> we're
1: gonna say without a paddle, <laughs> who oh, knows? Might might come it's, it's, out, it sounded like oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome to without a paddle and punked. Uh, <laughs> welcome to F1 with DRS. Woo! that was rough. I'm trying to think what I'll blame that. Well, I know exactly what I'm gonna blame that on. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Charlie. Matthew, Jethro. Good evening. I just noticed you were sucking out of a coffee cup there. Is that, that's not coffee, is it?
3: I am. Yeah, I'm drinking coffee. It's 4 um, 30 p.m. here. It's dark outside. I've been on my own with a toddler for a couple of days. I'm preparing mm. for an economy flight with a toddler tomorrow <laughs> from oh, London oh, oh, to oh. Chicago. <sighs> and then I'm dropping Ellie off there and then I'm flying on to Los Angeles. So, i'm preparing for the worst day of my life and i still have to pack
1: what are the odds that you just go into the restroom and end your own life about midway over the atlantic (laughs) what's the over under on you making it here (laughs) alive?
3: i won't go that far but there could be tears and it won't be ellie who's crying (laughs) do you know the funny thing though when i travel with her on my i've done this Several times, you get so much love as a man traveling with a toddler. Oh. Like the air hostesses, the stewards, they can't believe it. This woman was like, Oh my God, I've never seen this in all my years. And they treat you like a king and you can do anything. And then whenever Laura travels with Ellie on her own, they're like, Stay in your seat, make sure she's wearing a seatbelt, don't talk to anyone.
1: You're you're absolutely right. And when you're cruising around, yeah, it's the closest you can feel to like what nuns must feel like when people just look at them and they're like, well, that's a good person. (laughs) Like they look at you like, oh, this man is a good, good man.
3: Yeah, they do believe that. Little do they know that I'm secretly dying inside.
1: Well, and, and as the father of two girls, of course, I'm a feminist and I want this to end, but I'm glad I'm experiencing the tail end of it where it's still quite exciting for people to watch dads being active dads. <laughs> like it maybe in the next generation, no one will give a shit. I was so surprised
3: to see that level of appreciation. Like I, literally Ellie will go up the back. She, they'll pull out the carts with all the food and drinks and she's playing in the gaps and stuff. And they, <laughs> they, Literally, they, they think it's great. It's and adorable. When, yeah. But then when Laura's doing it, it's, it's the complete opposite.
1: Well, it's funny you bring that up because um, that'll be my weekend update, which is I, kind of similarly, uh, it was Monster Jam. We do not miss a Monster Jam. It was in Anaheim, and Charlie was out of town. Normally, Charlie and Ace would come. So I said, you want me to take Ace? So then we were up to three. And then Delta wanted to bring her buddy Freddie. Freddie Mercury, real name, Freddie Mercury. Freddie coolest,
2: Mercury's the best. Literally the coolest. Coolest kid.
1: I think, I was about to say kid I've ever met. I nope. think he might be the coolest person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> uh, the whole ride down to Anaheim, which was long, we were in the Raptor, and I'm getting on it occasionally, as is necessary in heavy <laughs> traffic. <laughs> and he's in the backseat, and he's going... Dax, you're the best driver in the whole world! And I'm like, oh, my God, it would have been so fun to have a boy. Like, no one in my family cares. I mean, they're just annoyed by my jackrabbit starts and accelerations. And then we pulled into Anaheim. It was a pretty tight spot, and I came in hot. And when I put it in park, he goes... With this driving, we can do anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I want a boy.
3: Is he just your internal monologue? This is actually a fictional character. This is a little <laughs> voice in your
1: head. <laughs> he's my dream internal monologue, yes. I mean, Ace, could have, he couldn't give a shit. Uh, maybe it's because he was, you know, he's been surrounded by all girls yeah. his whole childhood. But he was like, take it or leave it. He didn't really care. But God bless Freddie. He was a cheerleader back there. But anyways, <laughs> all that just to, to summarize, the fact that I was one person with these four kids, similar thing. Everywhere we walked in the stadium, like women were like, ah, oh, look at this, that same thing. And it was a beatdown. It was a six-hour ordeal from door to door. But the glory of being seen as a good person yeah. the whole time was, was worth the squeeze.
3: Almost worth the uh, financial and general pain of having children just to feel that, <laughs> that momentary...
1: Superhero status. Those slivers of joy. I love your
2: negativity today. It's incredible.
1: I'm so tired. You can drink a coffee at 4 p.m. and then hit the rack? I will drink coffee up until 9 p.m.
2: And then how long? What are you going to bed after that?
3: 10.30. 10, 30, 11, I can still do it. I normally have my last coffee at 8.30, I'd say. But I will occasionally, if I'm in Italy, I might occasionally do the Italian thing of having an espresso at like 11 o'clock after food just because it feels the right (sighs) thing to do. I'm kind of the same.
1: I know. I'm not being crazy. I think I would dedicate a pinky for that. Like if you offered me the trade, cut off one of my pinkies, but I can drink coffee up till nine and then <laughs> go to sleep like a like a hibernating bear. Yeah, I would I would take that.
4: It's great. I mean, because in the day I want to drink cold brew all day because it's hot and nice into the late afternoon. And then at night, I love just, yeah, an espresso, a cappuccino at night. (laughs) It's
1: great. Uh, Crawling to bed with a nice mm -hmm. hot mug of coffee. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) So when's your last coffee, Doc? This is it right here. (laughs)
1: Virtually. (laughs) No, I can't go past two. And two's not even really right. But I so often interview people at two and then I I give myself this excuse that I'm allowed to do anything because it's work. But on a Saturday, I got to shut it down by noon, I Think. So last night, which is probably why I couldn't remember the name of our show, I woke up at two a.m. I'd gone to bed early. I went to bed at like nine. Woke up at two a.m. Put my book on tape back on. Elon Musk, the uh, Walter Isaacson book. Can't recommend it enough. It's wonderful. I'm anticipating I'll listen to 15 minutes of it. Set the timer for an hour. I'm laying there, hear it go off. I'm like, shit, <laughs> it's three. Do we fire this back up or do we try it now without the book? I've decided the book's too interesting. That's what's happening. So I go without the book for another hour and 45. Oh, oh boy. Now it's 445, and I go... You just got to get up. Who are you point. kidding? Yeah. Get, you get up, right? At yep. least you could do something productive with this. So I get up. I go to the other room, and my, I get a coffee made. I do my meditation, and I'm about to journal. I was like, oh, maybe I could... <laughs> fall back asleep so i <laughs> laid it back down and i did i got in like an hour and 30. okay but it was a mismatch hodgepodge wampus, torturous night oh. of slumber and I hadn't even had coffee,
3: Jethro. Maybe that's a mistake. You need to condition your body and just drink coffee quite late. And then on the days you really need to sleep, just shut it down early.
1: My father drank coffee all night long. He woke up all night. I would hear, when I lived with him, I'd hear him up three, four times in the middle of the night. And he would wake up, same thing. I'd hear his lighter clicking. He'd always had a fancy lighter that never works. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> click, 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 click. And then he had one that was battery-powered. You'd hear that. And then you'd hear him walk into the kitchen grab Ice cold coffee that had been sitting in the craft, pour himself oh. a cup, drink that, have a cigarette, then go back to bed for another hour and 45 and then do that three times oh oh i think he had told himself he was like you guys but but he wasn't the evidence would suggest otherwise
3: i very rarely see people smoke cigarettes in the u.s i knew this italian guy really nice guy uh really fast name luca venturi he used to work for um pagani as a pr guy for like beautiful supercars and stuff but he moved to san francisco area and smoked because he's italian and I think he may have left the country just because he couldn't handle the attitude of cigarettes <laughs> yeah.
1: anymore. Jethro, you'll love this story. You're the only one here that doesn't know it. But um, a friend of ours was, was driving in the car with his three daughters, and Michael Jackson came on the radio. And somehow, you know, Michael Jackson, what happened? He died. Blah blah blah. Somehow, he stupidly said, you know, and then he did something really terrible. But I, I don't, I don't know if I should say what he did. And they're like. What'd he do? And in and, and the our friend was like, it really, it's just too terrible to talk about right now. And the one daughter goes, Did he smoke cigarettes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like if that doesn't tell you what the attitude in LA is about smoking, the most <laughs> abhorrent thing she could think. You can't talk about the thing you could have ever done. Was smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and then, and he goes, No. And then B, and she goes, Did he show someone his penis? And he goes, yeah, kind of like, that's kind of what. It is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's second worst. That's Jesus. the second worst <laughs> thing.
4: Yeah. Second worst.
2: Well, didn't, I heard in the UK, they're like legitimately trying to completely ban cigarettes.
3: I think in the UK, they're trying to introduce a rolling up age yeah, limit. Yeah, that's what it is. So yeah. it's going to be like, eight. when I was a kid, it was 16. I think it's 18 now. And then every year they're going to be 19, 20, 20, which is just bullshit, isn't it? Like, you always get cigarettes. people. People do have free will. Like it, it's either legal or it's not. You can't start saying, "Well, when you're 27, you can have a cigarette." It's ridiculous.
1: I do, though, love the idea of in 2049 watching a 36 year old Brit tiptoe over to the uh, liquor store to get his first pack of yeah. cigarettes. Been <laughs> <laughs> waiting night 30, on 36, 36 years, <laughs> <laughs> counting down the days uh, <laughs> with his kid, holding hands with his children, walking yeah. with the whole family to go to get his yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> I mainly quit. Smoking earlier
2: because my goal would be when I retire to have a sailboat and start smoking again. I always envision myself on this (laughs) sailboat smoking cigarette after cigarette in the Caribbean sure. and how nice that would be.
1: <laughs> you have ADHD. What are you going to do
2: on a sailboat? That seems like a disaster. I think Slampy. I'd swab the deck a lot. <laughs> a lot of swabbing.
3: That's all you do. Those super yachts. They, they, just, they just clean them all day long. The crew. That's all they do.
1: Did Ace mention at all my driving? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. But okay. he
3: also wouldn't.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay. He wouldn't okay. have said if he was in prison. But he did have a blast.
1: Okay, good, good. The worst thing that happened in that entire evening was when your son became friends with Fred Oh. Uh huh. I have no boy experience. I just don't have any boy experience. So it's like as soon as they became friends, it was a handful. They, I hear sprinting inside of the, you know, that Glaston in area. Oh, yeah. Your table knocks over. They're swearing at each other. Yep. <laughs> they yeah. took it to an immediate boy's level.
4: Yeah, they do. But I was actually surprised because— You had the one spot. I didn't want to keep it from Wilder. So I just asked them both. I'm like, hey, Dax has an extra spot and would take you to Monster Jam if you want to go. But Wilder, there's only one. Grandma will be here. Yeah, They were both fine with it. And I was surprised Ace wanted to go because normally he feels bad.
1: He did. He said it on the ride there. It was the sweetest moment. He's just sitting back and he goes, I wish Wilder could have come. And I was like, yeah, but we see, we only got five seats in the truck. What would we have done?
4: Yeah, he— so. I thought he would have felt bad and not gone. So I was glad that he went because I knew he had a blast the last couple of times. So, so he,
1: sweet, though, that he's thinking yeah, of Wilder. He always is.
4: But New York was great. It was a long trip there. We I took the red eye on Wednesday night to meet Erica. Mm-hmm. Sat on the tarmac for two hours.
1: Oh. In Burbank. Oh. And then got in, but it was great. And then got to deal with the morning commute traffic.
4: Yeah, I took the train,
1: though, oh, which was
4: smart. easy. 45 minutes. Oh, great. Um... But it was like 8 when I got to Erica's hotel. Didn't really want to sleep, so went to the gym.
1: Did you see attractive business people on their way to work? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be fun. It was cool.
4: And a lot of people seemingly in there, like they commuted in for the day, like from the airport. A lot I of know. work people coming in.
1: Then we just walked around, went to Emily Burger. Emily Burger. Only once, though. Only once. Why? was Did it not I mean, is it not the greatest hamburger one could have? It's very, very good. uh Oh, first conflict here between Charlie and I. It's very, very good. Oh, but but, but <laughs> how dare you! This is the sacrament you're talking about. Was it the
4: best one ever? <gasps> you know, I don't know. I can't. I can't definitively say. The fries, though. Oh. Were the best fries ever. Chris, Chris, what do we say? Chris, Chris, cr- Chris cut. Chris cut. But they were crunchy, like potato chips somehow.
1: Impossibly crunchy and then also still potato and doughy in the inside. Yeah. Are they a thick cut or a thin? Thick. I love Fact. thick cut. Thick but
2: thick. crispy. <laughs> it's the
1: most, like, texture-wise, the most pleasant thing I've ever yep. chomped into. Ooh, yeah. You know?
4: Luckily, Erica didn't eat all of hers, and I chomped down on but I could have gone, I could have subbed the burger
1: for more fries. Oh, my Lord. And did you get to over wow. to Bubby's where we ate four Didn't times? get to Bubby's. Ah, oh, okay.
4: Well, we were nearby, but we just, we ran out of time.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, great trip.
1: You're home. Everyone's home. Yeah,
2: I'm home. Just a relaxing weekend. I've been um, working on my Corvette driving skills all weekend. <sighs> oh so I just loud. got the the Corvette, and I've been
1: um, testing that out and seeing how that handles. Can you put it in um, track school mode, which means it's like take the miles on a rental Corvette and quadruple them?
2: Well, I because I, I got the game Gran Turismo because that has every single car as an option. <laughs> okay. But it was really annoying because in the beginning, you have to do these weird tasks like race around the track in a Mini, race in a Honda Civic, mm. and you can't get the cars till you do X amount of tasks. Last night, I finally got to that task. So I got like the racing version of the Corvette that we're going to drive, but then I'm going to now get the shittier version of the Corvette because I even looked up Spring Mountain and the Corvettes that they would be driving and did some research on the lap. On wow. The wow, there wow. And stuff, and this is the intense. Videos. I'm going to be safe. I'm not going to go crazy, but I just want to be able to beat everyone. Show- no, I know I'm not going to beat everyone.
1: Did you feel justly represented when you re-listened? When you listened to the episode, you weren't here. There's some hits and some, some love and some hits. Yeah. I know I'm not going to win.
2: Okay. I'm going to, I want to have a, I want to put down a lap time that is like
1: this was your first time on a track? Yeah, that's a good goal. In a supercar? That's, like, that's a good goal. Not necessarily a supercar, but like, you know. Who's the Z06 if we get behind the wheel of that thing?
3: I still haven't been sent the itinerary, but yeah, I think that's the idea. Yeah. You might win, who knows? Sim racing is a thing. Maybe you're going to kick all our ass because we don't know where the track goes.
1: Just like you're frustrated you got to race a Mini first to get the vet. I do wonder, Jethro, how you handle this. So the first half of the day, I'm assuming, is going to be very tedious for us because we're going to be going around the track probably very slowly, and they'll be explaining. Apex I watched and what all would them. happen. I watched, oh, you did. I watched a video of a guy,
2: an influencer who went and did this. So, okay. you do like they wet these areas and you do a figure eight so that you, as you're coming out, you're spinning out in the wetness to show what, how to react when it spins out. Then you do a figure eight on dry. Then you go out and they're in your ear telling you to do it and you're following each other. You can't pass each other. That's what it looks like happens.
1: Right, right, right. Jethro, you must find yourself in these situations where you got to kind of go through the really elementary steps before they let you turn you loose on the track how do you, how do you navigate those
3: i do um happens a lot on press launches obviously because even though i work in an industry where you have to drive and review cars most of the people can seemingly not actually operate a vehicle so they have to go to the lowest common denominator but my tactic is normally be respectful be smooth don't go do anything crazy to start with build their trust but then also very quickly sow the seed that you need to be in the car on your own and the track on your own in order to do some filming So regardless Mm. of whether you do or not, you pretend that you need the film crew or the photographer (laughs) and that you must. It is imperative that you do like a fourth gear super drift or some fast (laughs) laps or something. So that's my usual tactic. That's what I do. Some of these guys are really good at just because they're detached from your normal driving style and they might say just two or three things. That really help you go a bit quicker. So I I just try and listen, but I do get frustrated when it's super slow. It's hard not to get frustrated.
1: Yeah, I had that really fun day at the Drift Academy in Texas, which was an absolute blast. But yes, the first half of the day was on wet doing donuts around cones, and I was just I like a mantra in my head. I was like, "Don't be a brat. Don't be a brat. Don't be a (laughs) brat." But it was yeah, it was that would rough. Be hard. It was rough. I was like, okay, well, everyone got the donut. Let's move over to that track. I <laughs> want all the wet spots. Yeah. <laughs> I want maybe a co-pilot <laughs> and someone in my ears. Uh, so I'll take all of it. Okay, well, let's talk about Vegas. It's here. I can only imagine the anxiety the promoters of this race feel mm-hmm. because I'm or I'm starting to feel like, wow, that seems so far away, and yet now here we are. It's and here. It's here yeah. in one second. Everything's ready. I guess. Yeah, everything's ready. Some photos we've seen some photos that look really encouraging. Like the paddock area looks incredible, those and like all the shots. like
4: track limits are painted with oh, those are like, so cool. diamonds and spades and club. Oh, like, they are red and white, like but they have little, little like card logos. Yeah. Oh, on cool! There I didn't see that. There's yeah. some cool little details that they that I bet it. I bet it will all. I mean, it's going to come together.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: I, I still think they're probably painting things and putting things up right now, but I don't know. It's like they,
3: they got to put it together. Huh? It feels like. The track actually is pretty much ready, but I'm not sure F1 realized things like it's going to be freezing cold in the desert. It's like they didn't Google, you know, average temperature, (laughs) November 10 p.m. or whatever.
2: Well, I think the FIA director said they didn't think about that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They admitted in a statement and it's the, the race night has a potential to get to 40 degrees Fahrenheit and four degrees Celsius, which would be... The coldest race in the history of F1, other than in, like, 1978 in Canada, there was a race that was 5 degrees Celsius, 43 degrees Fahrenheit. So this...
1: Oh, my gosh. And they're tired... well, that'd be great it's if it was so the first time they had to qualify in ice conditions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they pull out the uh, Pirelli tires. studded tires that we've never <laughs> oh, seen. My God. The Co Fox. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jethro, what can you tell us about the track?
3: So it's the third longest track, six point one two kilometers, three point eight miles. Has a huge straight, one point one miles. And I had a look at the simulations, which I'm sure Matt was probably driving on, and the cars just seem to be flat out down there for ages. They're just stuck at their top speed. It's not like they're accelerating up to 210. They sit. They just get to 210 miles an hour and they just sit there for like half the straight. So that's going to be a weird thing um, to see. Two DRS zones. So I think there'll be plenty of overtaking. 17 corners. It's a bit of a weird track because it's got lots of long straights and then all the corners are sort of groups little groups but long gaps between them so i think in combination with the cold temperatures it's going to be a nightmare trying to get the tires fired up to start with but also keep them hot just because you're going straight twice there's a second straight that's over half a mile long as well so you're you're going to be in this cycle of trying to get your tires hot throughout the whole race
4: and there's no like high speed corners it's all like straight High braking zone, slow speed, and then another straight, heavy braking zone. There's no real, like, high-speed corners throughout this track.
2: And I think it's, like, corner fifth and sixth or something like that. It's, like, a right-hander, and you're threading the needle through walls. Like, I know in the game, it's, like, if I'm racing 20 guys, five to six cars smash out on that corner every single time I race that track. I think there's going to be a lot of DNFs.
3: When you watch the simulations, we're so focused on it being in Vegas, aren't we? But when you watch it from in car, it looks so hemmed in by the walls and the fences. It almost Mm -hmm. is like, you can't tell where you are. So it'll be interesting to see on the TV cameras what you can see, what actual landmarks stick out, and whether it feels like a Vegas race or just like an anonymous street race somewhere.
1: Last week, that's what I was fearing out loud, that these grandstands are going to effectively nullify going there in the first place. It's just going to look like you're, uh, you know, they're behind an airport or something.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On the
1: straights, you'll definitely feel it.
2: Like, I think there's so much time to just be pedal to the metal on eighth gear, and you're just, it's so straight. You're yeah. just looking up. That's going to be when Max is going to be, or who knows? Max's tires are great. It could be like a Ferrari race because their tires heat up quickly.
1: Well, also McLaren for a yeah. while, which was weird. Theirs heated up very quickly, mm-hmm. yet they got much faster post that. So I don't know if that's reduced or what. what's up with them. But they are they still the reigning tire warmer uppers, Jethro? It's so
3: unpredictable because... Actually, Ferrari fire up their tyres really quick. McLaren are good at that, but they're not good at slow speed corners. Their strength is high speed corners. And Mm -hmm. then you've got weird teams like Haas who literally destroy their tyres in no time flat on a normal track. But here, like maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the only way you're going to get heat into the tires is to be tough on tires so I, it's even harder to predict normal so I'm sure one of us will definitely get P10 in that case it's like it's <laughs>
2: <laughs> you get Haas getting a 1-2 finish in this race and just blow everyone's minds max P10 you
4: never know imagine that prediction and you win
1: wow that should be like 5x oh yeah, yeah, yeah. payout if you, you pick max P10 and he gets it stay tuned for more F1 with DRS
3: I haven't seen much about who everyone expects to be good, but I think with Ferrari having set so many pole positions lately and being terrible on their tires normally, it might inverse and they might be quite good at firing them up. So I'm going to say Ferrari have got a good shot. When well, they did well at
4: Baku and Monza, which are both also <laughs> quick tracks.
3: Yeah. And Leclerc's a beast on those. Uh, street tracks where you've got walls everywhere. Yeah. I think that's the other cool thing. There shouldn't be any track limits crap to listen to. Yeah, it should be not. like, it, it, it should be really good.
1: Yeah, it seems like this has the potential for a ton of surprises. Right out of the gates, I would say because wow. no driver has driven this course, that shakes things up quite a bit. Because I think about so often this season, Piastri's been on tracks that Lando's driven, you know, mm-hmm. seven, yep. eight times, and it's his first time. Yeah. So, in Are that. even
4: the difference in like the rookies, some of them in their last series drove a track and other ones didn't get to drive that track and they have such a big advantage even if just doing it once
1: yes no one's
4: done this at all
1: so it seems like um it could be like fun rookie uh race Mm -hmm. i I could see piastri surprising lando here i was
4: also thinking like some of the younger drivers that are so involved in like all the sim racing and all the testing yeah. might have an advantage mm. versus someone like i don't know alonzo i don't know if he's as <laughs> eager to spend as much time in that sim as some of these younger guys yeah. Um, yeah and that's the only way they can really know anything about the track right if they sit in that sim
3: I think there's a high degree of chaos probability, which I think is great because any new track brings that, but this place does seem sort of tailor-made for it, doesn't it? It's a strange layout. There's some really wide junctions, like the corner onto the straight is really wide, so there's different lines that people can take. We've got weird temperature issues, and it's not just like the tires. They don't want the engines to get too cool, so they could have different body work on. So there's a lot of random elements to this. Well, what about the braking too? Because I'd imagine the brakes are going to go cold.
2: Yeah, and, and then, then they're going to
4: have to progressively warm up and change their braking point. They're going to warm and cool and warm and
3: cool. And,
1: yeah, and I haven't looked at the track enough, which is why I asked Jesso, but I, I'm imagining uh, Turn 1 is not a high-speed corner now, or is it?
3: No, Turn 1 is a is a low-speed corner, and the other thing is the grid lines up around Turn 17, basically mm-hmm. so the grid is not straight it's oh, it's yeah. like a it's a really short run into that first corner so they'll be going slow and there'll be a lots of constina but then after that it's a really high speed entry so they'll be going almost flat mm-hmm. out into this really tight first corner so like i say i think it could be pretty chaotic they're going to be running different brake cooling ducts they're going to have to blank off radiators so there's going to be all sorts of weird stuff going on and with the cost cap they don't have money to develop new parts. So effectively, they're going to be mixing and matching bits over the course of the weekend, I think.
1: Oh well, then um, Aston should be delighted because that's their strategy last weekend, and it, yeah, it worked, work, yeah, quite well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take some out parts old parts. Out of it, yeah, twenty nineteen car, <laughs> grab some shit from a road car.
3: <laughs> well, Hass have gone back, so they're they're splitting their cars. So Holkenberg is going back to the old spec because he preferred it, mm. and Magnussen is staying on the new spec. So yeah, there's weird. There's definitely going to be some random stuff, and I think I don't know, maybe one of the drivers is going to end up like um the story we might hear. When we're when we're on stage doing our live podcast yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah maybe someone wants to you up to the race uh-huh. and it's cool because there's a lot
2: of like on the corners after the straight there's a pretty big runoff so if you get in trouble, you could run off which I find is going to be interesting because you might not crash. But you could drop five to six places. So that could be interesting. Like person who's in second place could have a dicey corner on one of the laps and then all of a sudden it changes the grid. So yeah. Could get there's a
1: lot of ways this could go very dicey. If they're in eighth gear flat out in thin air, I feel like they're gonna be hitting two 05, 208, and then they're going to be coming into a 60 mile an hour turn. Like that, that's some massive braking lap lap after lap.
3: Yeah, they're projecting over 210. So it's going to be quick. It's going to be, I can't wait to be alongside the straight and see them all come past. It should be great, but it needs to be good because I think they've signed up the Grand Prix to like 2034 or something. So let's hope it's good.
1: I saw that little graph. There's so many cool graphs. They'll do wins, right? And they're slowly going uh, uh, race to race with the prices. Yeah. And I think it starts at like 287 average mm-hmm. ticket price for this Grand Prix, going up and up and up. They're all, I'd say like 85% of them are between 200 and 385. Okay. For your average ticket price around the world. Yep. And then all of a sudden you get to Austin and then Miami and then Vegas and it just goes to like 1100, 1600, you know, and then Vegas is like 6X of every other race. And I, I was just thinking it's an interesting proposition to tell people like come to this race. Or go to five other races that mm-hmm. you would also. Yeah, want to see.
4: It's somewhere like a, another part of the world, like a yeah. like an incredible part of the world that you could also have a long, fun vacation at. Yes. <laughs> for half the price.
1: Yeah, it's a little wild why it's just so outrageously expensive because it's not even nearly as popular here as it is everywhere else. Uh, it doesn't. I don't get it. I don't know how. It,
2: a lot of hotels now. I've been seeing a lot of posts about. Hotels and ticket prices for a lot of areas have gone down seventy five percent.
1: Was the post like just kidding? It's just everyone should start just kidding. <laughs> yeah, on the actually yeah. <laughs> hotels yeah. are only one fifty <laughs> a night. So I think they're I think it's worth it for a lot of people to jump on it
2: now and just like especially if you're in like LA or in the area and you just have to drive in or Yeah. But I guess driving in might be a nightmare? Oh, we'll find out. We'll find out
1: well, tomorrow Well,
4: sells a VIP experience in general. That's yeah. their whole thing. So they just really oversold that for the F1 race, mm. too, Is like, everyone's one-upping their VIP experience. Well, like,
1: another thing I saw was, like, these different packages that existed. And I can't even... I don't even know if this is real, but one of the packages from the win was like a $5 million package. And you had some room that could host up to 75 people. You got 12 grid passes or whatever the hell it was, but $5 million. Yeah. (laughs) But a lot of them were weird because it was like, oh, you have uh,
2: 20 passes to this. And then you have twelve passes to this. And I was like, so wait, for the amount of money you're spending, you gotta like cut out eight of your friends from the coolest part of this
1: thing. Like- you gotta tell sixty-three of your seventy-five <laughs> yeah. guests, Hey, we're taking off. Uh have you guys fun enjoy Hawaii. the the chicken nuggets yeah, and everything. For five million. Yeah. Okay. Do we have some pulp leading yeah, up? Yeah, we to got this? we got some great stuff. Well, you so- look at pulp, I wanna announce who we're gonna interview. Now that now there's a lot of variables between now and this potential interview, like is this gentleman in Law Vegas? Already going to be there. Are they already going to be there? Do they have the $5 million package? But we did have a submission of a story that we must hear more about, and it is from Shannon LoRico, an Aussie, which is exciting. It's exciting, and I hope he's an Aussie that lives in Vegas. And he can he's getting on a flight now. <laughs> yeah. Or he right was now. already going to be exactly where we're at. But <laughs> should all these stars align, Shannon, we'd love to chat with you at Club SI uh-huh. on Thursday night. You're our big winner. Mm-hmm. Um, Post-practice one. Yeah. W- I assume you'll be hearing it from us via email. Uh, yeah. in addition to this. But, um, yeah, we found someone with an incredible story. Uh, it's just shy of waking up in a tub of ice with mm-hmm. some organs yeah. missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. a 60% chance this story's not even real. But I'll see. That could be part of the the challenge. let will see if we can sniff out whether or not it's real <laughs> mid story.
4: I mean, it is Vegas. I think anything could be real. That's true. He's gonna Vegas. have an
2: Australian accent. It's gonna make it even better. Yeah, like
1: Shane yeah. Gillis. It's it. like oh, all the geez. things
4: that uh, Jethro says sound so elevated. So oh, I know. sweet, all, sweet we're
1: accent. We're all we're all so <laughs> intoxicated with Jethro.
2: All right. So first pulp of the day is we have a new book launch that just came out. No, we have the exclusive access to the new Anita Driver Danny Ricardo series, and this one is called The Pole Sitter Always Rings Twice.
1: <laughs> so, let me go. I'm gonna do a couple quotes,
2: and then we got a is fun little his name g- Alex. What's her yeah, name? He's a genius. Yeah. We gotta give it up. So, we got this first quote is Pole at stick. times. At times, turning around the inn seemed like an impossible task, like Esteban Ocon trying to make it through an entire Grand Prix without a penalty. (laughs) Just love these quotes. But at the end, my favorite part was it said, exclusive, write an F1 romance novel with your mom. So it's a Mad Lib that you can do with your mom. So I know a lot of our moms weren't available, so I reached out to Charlie's mom Oh, great. And so, we, <laughs> so
3: we have... Where is this going? So all I sent <laughs> her be was... our first fist fight on
2: the show. All I, I can't see, wait. All I sent was the adjectives and different things that I need f- to fill in this Mad Lib. Okay. So here we go. <clears throat> I'm going to emphasize the words that were added in. Okay. She saw him from across the Del Mar Beach. Mm. His glistening arms had caught her eye. It was an F1 driver, Charles LeClaire. A space of electricity ran through her eyes as their eyes met. She watched as he generally and deliberately brought the strong olive from his martini to his considerate lips. Wait,
1: hold on. on. Did Charlie's mom use the word considerate? Yes, considerate.
2: (laughs) Without breaking eye contact, he beautifully removed the olive from the skewer with his eyes. His funny display was a positive signal. She knew that when she would run his knees until it made him laugh all night long. She kept it clean for
1: us. She kept and I it clean.
2: Appreciate that. I
3: was gonna say, yeah. That was pretty reasonable and civilized. Yeah, it was
2: definitely could have been worse than I think Charlie might have thought it was gonna be worse. Yeah, I didn't know. But she was, was going. a really good Tell me good about sport.
1: this the the shock of panic you just experienced <laughs> when you heard that your mother had been contacted and been asked to participate in this. A 10. <laughs> she was she was very excited
2: about being a part you of it. You should
1: have got a hold of Laura because it would have been filthy. Yeah. My mother would but I have I heard
2: she was in in Europe. She is yeah. in Europe. And my yeah. mom was sleeping with and, her
1: boyfriend doing much worse than I'm sure what that. Yeah. <laughs> so There we go. The pulse of the rings twice. You know, I have a lot of respect and admiration for Alex. I have been diddling away at writing a book for going on a year and fucking three quarters. This guy's written six books (laughs) since I last wrote. I mean, it's impressive. (laughs) Yeah, he's cranking them out. He's cranking them out. He's got the pedal to the metal. And I love,
2: he's very concerned. He's like, he's asked me multiple times, like, you don't think D- Danny ha- hates this, do you? Like, he's very concerned, and you could tell by his writing here, he was very, like—
1: I can relate to him.
2: Everything's so flattering to Danny. Mm. Danny's always the nicest guy. Danny does nothing wrong. I well, hate to post-
4: say it, but I don't think Danny has read or will read them.
1: Yes, so— Just the one line. I was going to say, I have a similar fear, and then I check my own ego, which is, uh, we joke about Yo so much that I always think, like, well, we got to reel that in a little bit if we ever hope to interview him. But then I remember he's not fucking listening. He's never gonna listen to this. Right.
4: And of all the people, he might be the one that wants to come on because of what we
1: say about <laughs> sure, him. Sure, that's you know? that's also possible. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we move on to a couple other things. We have a fun Helmet Marco quote, because remember Alonzo like was like there was rumors about Alonzo going to Red Bull. Swapping, blah, blah. yeah. So Helmet Marco came out and said, I can well imagine that Alonzo has scattered them himself, because his results with Aston Martin have been very disappointing lately. It wouldn't be the first time he used his home media to set the mood. Oh, just
1: wow. taking shots. Wow, wow,
3: wow. No one is safe from helmet marker. <laughs> no.
1: You know, uh, ding, ding, ding on Alonzo, I did read this incredibly generous quote he said about Lewis this week. Do you have that? No. Oh, it's we'll outrageous. That. I'll find it while you're okay. plowing through.
2: Well, we got our favorite introductions from Miami are back this year. So Vegas, Vegas? is going to have Vegas is going to do the, it? I don't know. It was LL Cool J, right? Yeah. So it's got to be someone. They got to one up LL Cool J. Oh, it'd probably be Shaq. I mean, he's going to be there with us, right? Or what about the boxing yeah. announcer? I was going to say the boxing guy. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be the
3: guy,
1: hasn't he? We might hear a let's get ready to rumble here. Let's get but it he gets $1 rumble, million yeah. just for that one
2: line. He, what would he be getting to do an entire grid
1: entrance? Well, let's be clear. He got $1 million to one do dollar. it in the 90s when Mike Tyson and Holyfield yeah, yeah, yeah. generated $600 million in pay per view. But they I mean, might get the other not. buffer,
4: the, um, he,
2: the his brother. brother.
1: Yeah, and he can't say, let's get ready to rumble. No, what so he's he going to say, let's get, get it ready on. to let's juggle. Let's
2: get it on. <laughs> <laughs> to juggle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready to bumble. I, I like the idea of the ring announcer. Actually, I think that would be cool. Well, we're throwing all the spaghetti at the wall. One of these things is going to stick. Mm. But if you're if you're in Croatia right now, you're like Jesus. They've ruined this sport. Yeah, <laughs> that Miami
4: thing. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, I like
1: that. Well, the drivers are they hated it. Right, some of them. Max, Max some of them like it. Well,
4: because they were. Cars on the grid. They had to get out, walk yeah. down this whole procession, and then yeah. get right back in and go. So I, it's tight, but I think that cool.
1: I think they should have to come out and do like rope work, like mm. rodeo style, do some lassos, and maybe someone's uh, got <laughs> a roll some whip. Days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. They should all be in Elvis costumes, really. That's that's oh, what yeah. their overall should be.
1: They basically. should, yeah. Well, um Horner said they're going full Elvis. That the car the liveries are going to be, wow, and the drivers. So I think Max and Checo are going to be fully Elvised out.
4: Oh my god! Oh great!
1: Uh, really quick, this is the the Alonso quote that I couldn't believe he said. Lewis always did really well to stay focused and competitive in the periods of his life when he didn't have a competitive package. Those periods weren't many, but he was always performing to a high level. Now he's not having the best car. Red Bull is dominating, but he's still fighting always. He's chasing Perez and P2, and he's never giving up. It motivates all of us to see how Lewis keeps the motivation after winning so many titles. Wow. That's a very right. Characteristic. Maybe he's going to Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's going to flatter everyone, all the top teams. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be an Alonso quote about. Yeah, he's like luring him in to be teammates yeah. with him because in his mind he thinks he can destroy him. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you're
4: just the oldest on the grid, you got to prop up the second oldest. You gotta, you yeah, gotta let everyone you know too. that
1: we are still we're competitive. Still what if that, that was his poison? You know, I have my issues with loose, but at the end of the day, we're both old as hell. So, <laughs> what the hell?
2: <laughs> well, I was looking back on like drivers in the past, and in like the 50s and 60s, there were. There was a 58-year-old driver
1: oh, really? on the grid
2: in F1. Like, unbelievable. So
1: do you think Brad Pitt's movie is a period piece? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's hoping to get on the grid, I think. He's like, yeah. For, for yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got like four years and he's going to be on the grid. He's on the sim right yeah. now. We also got a Shoei Bar opening up in Vegas. There's an entire bar that is just going to serve cocktails in
1: boots. Oh, I thought you meant the Helmet Company. No. I did too. Okay. Full-blown shoeies. Um, is Ricardo getting any... Uh, I don't know. You'd th- it's that?
2: based on Ricardo. You'd think he should be getting a little something for that, but I guess he doesn't own the shoe. He has really a rugby thing. And But right. that's a great
4: shtick for a bar. It, it is. is, yeah. And they could probably sell a souvenir shoe. I think you do you get
2: buy, the shoe. You buy a $100 shoe. And you fill it with a bag so it's clean, I guess.
1: Man. It's a great racket, but you do have to ask yourself, who's going to be most... Drawn to this, these idiot tourists that are here, right? I just you're, you're selecting for a very specific group. Like, oh yeah, old fucking drink a shot out of a shoe. You know, no. I would. Yeah, do that. I mean, I it's definitely a, like that.
3: Doesn't seem selective in Vegas. That's going to be a big number of people. Uh, it?
1: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's stand corrective I yeah. lost one. <laughs> bad, bad opinion.
4: I valid opinion, but 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 under scrutiny <laughs> yeah, and pressure testing,
2: yeah. it crumbles. <laughs> Um, we also have like uh what's interesting stat is if a British team or driver does not win in the next two races, it will be the first time the British national anthem has not been played or heard since 1952. Oh, mm-hmm. Jethro. How do you feel about that? Oh, Jethro.
3: Well, I would feel bad except for the fact that Red Bull are... May be registered in Austria, but are developed at their factories literally twenty five miles from my house. So they are they are a British team, full of British people. So There's I think we're fine. Pride, we we yeah. can live with it. We can live with it. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um. I was watching. There was a Danny was on um Kimmel. Oh, this week. how was that? It was really great, and he. I saw this before, but apparently U2 was doing one of their last shows in the Sphere Mm. before it was closed down to become the F1. Yeah. That was so weird. What happened? Bono. This was his quote. Bono was like, first of all, he introduced, like, you know, a band will stop. The musicians. Like, on drums. And he introduced himself as Danny Ricardo.
1: Whoa, how flattering. But he started this
4: thing by saying, you know, we're not going to be here next week, whatever. They're... Formula One's taking over, and it sounded like he was about to go on a rant about how they're destroying the city. Like, he kind of started this way, and I'm like, oh, Uh this is kind of interesting in a concert. And then, you know, he's ranting and raving about how he loves it, and he introduces all his band members as a driver. Like, on the drums, we've got Lewis Hamilton, and on the whatever, I don't know, I didn't get it. Yeah, Then he says
2: this quote, he said, Formula One is a sport where a very tidy, lean, Mean men and some extraordinary women climb onto rockets and try to stay on Earth and not achieve orbit. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well it was a weird... not unlike my Chewy uh, opinion. No. I don't know if it stood up to scrutiny. <laughs> yeah,
2: but then in the same thing with the sphere, uh, Fi. I think Formula One just announced yesterday that they have now rent officially because it's expensive. They've rented the sphere for the whole weekend. So oh, on the wow. race day, wow. pe- drivers will be driving down the sphere, and like Max, he'll be watching the himself, race from maybe. the
1: sphere which is going to be really cool to watch. I think that cockpit shot is the one that yes. would be the coolest. So cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then last, just a funny thing that I found from a few weeks back is, have you guys ever done a race where you had to have a drink straw? Yeah. Yeah? So um, Liam Lawson, who actually is in Super Formula, got Rookie of the Year. He got announced it two days ago. Um, but he was drinking in his race in Vanvoort. Vanzort? Vanvoort. Right? I'm saying that right? In the track. I can't imagine
1: Dutch you are. <laughs>
2: Zanvoort. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was close. Though. Yeah, the,
2: the, Dutch tra- the Dutch track, where it
1: rained and everything went to mayhem. <laughs> I just want to be very clear. I can't say anything either. Yeah. I hope you know that wasn't a burn that No, a, no, no, yeah. no. I, I have a really hard yeah. time. Yeah, we both do.
2: So he was driving, and he goes, and he'd never raced, d- raced with a drinking straw before. So he goes to try to take a stip, and it goes directly into his nose. <gasps> And he has no way to get it out and he's starting to freak out. <laughs> and this is only lap like three. And he's like, I'm now gonna be racing with a straw jabbed up my nose for this whole race. But oh, thankfully, wow. obviously if we watch that race, there was it was mayhem and there was a hundred safety cars. So like three laps later, there was a safety car, and he was able to get it out. But,
1: like, I can't imagine... If Max (laughs) can take a tear off off the front of his car while he's racing Lewis... Basically unbuckle his harness to do (laughs) so. take the Hans (laughs) off to get that thing. How can he not put a hand up and pull the straw out of his nose? I don't
2: know. Well, I guess his first time, really, in an F1 car, he probably doesn't want to take his hands off the wheel. Yeah. I saw another little
4: uh, interesting thing about Vegas. In the paddock, they've got a chapel. An F1 chapel. I don't know what we could do there, but...
2: Wait, to get married married in Vegas. What do they call it, race to your vows or
4: something like that? Yeah, something like that. Mm. But maybe we could um, officiate a wedding.
1: Dax is an officiate. I am. I can do it. you want to get married. I'll dust off the same thing I did for your wedding. Yeah. And I'll just fill in the names. I could
4: come up with a couple racing lines
1: for a wedding. But you should dress as Elvis, I think, if you do that. I just imagine these divorces coming through the, the, the court system, and then they just go like, The judge is like, When did you get married? Um, in the paddock, at the and that's enough. You guys, yeah, we grant this divorce. This this is, of course, you're it's annulled. Of course, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. You guys get out of here.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, well, we have to do P10, and we have to do a virtually blind. It really should be 20 names in a hat that we pull out. But with that said— I mean, we
4: basically do 19 names in a hat for me. Yeah. we yeah. got 19, and I just—whatever pops in my head that no one else has taken, that's what
2: I do. I— do also think we should double down, and maybe it's these picks or another pick. When we're in Vegas, I think we actually need to put a legit bet on our picks or oh, a different Oh, boy. Pick. Because you can do P10 there. I'm assuming they're going to have all the options available for this weekend because they're going to want everyone to be betting on this race. So I it think will be interesting. to you can do
1: anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. P16? Yeah. P21. <laughs> P21. P21. Rest <laughs> in peace. You could probably <laughs> predict DNFs. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um, Matt, who would be your pick for P10? It's
2: going to kind of go wild, and I'm going to go Hulkenberg.
1: Wow. Okay. Mm. You are wild. And watch. That'll be it. That'll be it. <laughs> Jethro. Jethro. I, funnily enough, was going to go Hulkenberg because of their tires.
3: But God, it's so random, isn't it? Do you know what? I'll go Albon because I think he's such a good little driver and it's a track no one knows. And I think it will suit someone who just is instinctive like him Mm. and gets in and rags the car to death. So I think Albon.
1: Can we just pause to talk about some of the challenges in picking this? Because I was thinking about it this morning, like, who am I going to pick? And there's, like, there's a handful of drivers, and I'm going to include Albon in it. Immediately, I was like, oh, I'm going to pick Ricardo today because Vegas and all those different reasons. But I was like, but if I'm being honest, Ricardo's either, like, he's in fourth or he's in 17th. There's, yeah. like, right? And, and and weirdly, I think Albon is similar. Like, he's hard to predict. He, like, way over delivers or he's right down in 16th where you think he's going to be
3: it's a tough one because they're good in a straight line aren't they Williams always and we've got these two super long straights so they're going to be quick down the straight so maybe he's going to go further up but I feel like now we're all crumbling under pressure with our choices yeah. <laughs> and decrees on this <laughs> podcast but I'm going to stick with Albon he's going to do it
1: I'm going to play it you want to go last I assume I wanna, I'm going to play it just as boring and safe as possible and I'm going to go with Gasly
4: I'm gonna go with Yuki. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. No wow. one wants to
1: take Max on this one. This could be the one
2: race.
3: If he doesn't win, he's not finishing. That's,
2: that's <laughs> you're right. That's, you're right. It's you're a first right. or
4: DNF. I think. Yeah. Who
3: made. do you think is gonna win? Let's do that because it's not as predictable as as usual, is it? I'm going Leclerc I'm for a win.
4: Wow. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I think I think Science might pull it off. If anyone wow. else is going to, whoa.
1: He might pull another move like he did in Singapore. And. Okay. I mean, guys, if anything, I think Max is more favored here because no one knows the track, and he's the he's the most skilled by a landslide, right. you know? You're right. He's probably done the sim more than everyone else. I just, like, we know he's just he's head and shoulders skill-wise. So it's like we don't know how the cars are going to perform. That's the variable that's very unknown. But balls out in a street circuit, you know who's going to do really well, has the potential to do really well is Ricardo. Mm -hmm. Because he's a great street circuit driver. Yeah, So that could be interesting. Who do you think is going to win? I think one of the McLarens is going to be
2: at least in first or second. And just for fun, I'm going to pick Oscar for first. Maybe he's going to just
1: Blow everyone out of the water on this race. Yeah, I'm surprised, Jethro. You didn't pick Lando because I almost—if any—if this—is there any race that Lando might win? I feel like it's this one because of the tire stuff with the McLaren, and he's so damn good, and no one's been there and.
3: It's true. I feel like he does deserve one. But I don't know, Ferrari, they're so quick in qualifying or have been up until they're just on a roll in qualifying. And if they can stay ahead and keep their tires, actually fire their tires up, they've got a chance. Lando is a good shout. He, I want him to win a race this year. It would be great. He deserves it. He's driven so He's
1: gotta well. He's got to keep
4: that
3: streak alive. Mm. The no-win streak.
1: <laughs> He's okay. got to go down <laughs> in history as the most points ever. But, um, yeah, we didn't get into that in your track debrief. And maybe it's completely unknown, but do they theorize that it's going to be impossible to pass here? Is it going to be like Monaco, where it's like whoever qualifies first is <laughs> no, going to stay No, no, they
3: don't. Because because of those long straights, I think there's there should be some good overtaking. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of corners that are really wide, so there yeah. are going to be mul- multiple lines. So I don't think it's going to be a static race. I hope it'll actually be pretty good yeah. racing.
2: And with ERS management, it could be if they save it for those straights, some cars are going gonna- <whistles> to...
4: What about pit stops cuz I'm assuming with the cold weather oh, yeah. the hards are going to be trash.
3: So it'll just be softs and mediums? I assume, yeah. I think they'll they'll try and waste the hards as quick as possible in in practice sessions and stuff and then yeah, it'll be, they'll want I imagine the softest tire on there possible.
1: Yeah. Mm. So yeah.
3: maybe multiple pit stops. There could be some action there.
1: So then quali is is it Friday night? Yes. Yeah, like what? M- midnight? midnight really it is yeah. it's really light everything yeah. is like the race is oh, like mid, the
2: race is midnight on saturday 10 p.m 10 p.m, 10 PM. oh 10 PM. 10 p.m that's
4: a little better so thursday practice is at 8 30 practice one practice two is at midnight midnight oh yeah and then it's a similar schedule for practice three and quali wow and then the race is at 10 p.m saturday night
1: yeah whoever designed this whole thing they did not look at the weather no and they did not consider what the baseline drunkenness oh, would be like. Wow. At 1 like, <laughs> people are going to be fall down drunk yeah. getting to the <laughs> track. Yeah, I hope they're bringing just semi-trucks full of cocaine in to keep people <laughs> semi-alert for this. I mean, it's not a problem I'll have even to more than with, normal. but I, I do worry <laughs> oh for people God. who are going to be... So are we can
3: even make it to midnight, guys? Let's be honest. Like, with with, uh, with the, the track record on this yeah. podcast, it could be
2: no one actually sees qualified. Well, Dax will be having coffees after two, that's for sure.
1: That could be the the best punchline of this whole thing is that we do all sleep through the race. We give it a shot, but we're... <laughs> We're all dozing and drifting. At the Sports Illustrated's like, where are they? Are they coming? I think they're tucked in upstairs. I think they're coming. <laughs> yeah, they want to get on the road at 3 a.m. So they, they decided to call and watch yeah, it in the car yeah. ride home
2: the uh, next day. I got uh, to gotta leave early Wednesday. I'm doing the little Alfa Romeo mullet cutting yes. activation at the Aria. If you guys want a mullet, come by and I will cut you a mullet.
1: Oh, wow. I think
2: we're going to do a little fun with the drivers as well. And I might get teach them how to cut them all up
4: oh wonderful yeah. oh boy i don't want to be the first one from botas maybe like the fifth that he cuts right. i don't want to be his first uh
1: <laughs> yeah you have to just be like it's worth the story when i have a terrible haircut to say it is bad but botas gave it to me
4: yeah and then how long do you yeah. keep the terrible one to tell the story right like before you just go get it fixed
1: until the season ends maybe yeah yeah, yeah. people stop talking about it yeah and we got a big gap between race isn't it it's at least two weeks Right? No, it's no, weirdly it? the following we thought what? the same the thing but then week? Uh yep. Char I almost called you Charles. Char- Charles <laughs> Charlie. <I'll take> it. <laughs> Char- Charlie
2: How rough would that be? Because the drivers probably are going to rage after the Vegas race, I'm assuming. Yeah, Abu Dhabi's gonna be a mess.
4: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. They were hoping it
2: didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they, they were hoping like, this let's the make this last, last one, one and yeah. stay here for a week. Apparently, Toto made a statement. He's like, I'm not allowing any of our team to go gambling. Mm. Which is mm. also kind of strange, can... like, okay, the, maybe the drivers, but, like, the team would mean everyone on the team. Like, wait, no yeah, one can go
1: and play poker for an hour? He's going to have Mercedes uh, watchdogs stationed at yeah. every casino in town. To that's my sure. mission
4: is to find one Mercedes team member that's gambling there <laughs> and, and report them. And yeah, report that's them that's my way in to the Toto. Yes.
1: yes. That's how we could uh, establish some rapport yeah. with Toto. Well, I'm very excited. Jethro, can't wait for you to get here. The cabin is waiting. We are going to—we're going to we're gonna go as hard as this sober, monogamous guy can go. We're <laughs> gonna, there's going to be, be a fun. racetrack. There's going to be uh, too much eating. Maybe some coffee at 5 p.m. Yeah. Maybe a buffet. Oh, well, f- a fucking not. Maybe buffet a buffet for sure. Yeah, yeah. We might have to bring a scale with us. <laughs>
4: Have you seen that the Heart Attack Cafe no, that no. in Old Vegas? So in Old Town Vegas, or what, that's what it's called, right? Old Las Vegas. There's a restaurant called Heart Attack Cafe, uh-huh. and they've got a cattle scale out front, like a no. big old cattle scale. And if you weigh over 350 pounds, you eat for free. Oh, geez. and the nurses. Oh, it's called Heart Attack Cafe, oh, and the boy. the waitresses are dressed up as nurses. <laughs> Oh, and wow. if you're over 350 wow. you get a free meal.
2: And they have what defibrillators probably all over the place. Oh, so we could
4: pop in there for a couple oh, of periodic wow.
2: weigh-ins if we
1: need to. I don't know if that'd be the most life affirming <laughs> thing to witness a guy climb on a cattle scale yeah. and proudly claim his free meal. It's part of the 5 million dollar package. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> part of the 5 million dollar package.
2: <laughs> Is anyone else going to sit at a poker table? I want to sit at a poker table for at least An hour. I'll be honest,
4: it sounds pretty rough to me. Yeah? I like to play with friends, but
2: some of those guys have, I don't know. But that's what we got to do. We got to get all four of us on one table at once and pretend we don't know each other.
1: I I, kind of lean towards (laughs) Charlie. When I would go play either at Commerce or in Vegas, I have to bring a Sudoku book. Because I get so distracted by so many guys I can't stand that Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to be the sheriff over and then I'll end up in hands I shouldn't be in. Yeah. So I literally have to actively distract myself so hard from your regular riffraff at a – Casino poker table. There's so much blowhardy,
2: that's the macho yes. oh, bullshit yeah.
1: that happens at them. Oh, but if
2: it's the four of us and we could just talk shit to everybody, we'll and be we in a fight.
1: First- you got to ask yourself, at what, what point can we be in a fight and still carry out That'd our be responsibilities? Really great for content, but well, sure. in we we jail, have, yeah. we have to first minimally we can't play until Friday. Let's agree <laughs> on that. Yes. Okay. I agree. <laughs> we want to. We want to perform our duties at the Samsung pop up and at Club, Club Si. SI. And your are haircutting yeah. with Alpha and go to the track. Yeah. So, guys, we're already running out of time here. Yeah. And then yeah. we got to watch some racing.
2: I'm probably going to be down by the time I see you guys because I get there at, like, 9 in the morning. My activation is not for hours later, so, like... You mean down gonna, financially? Yeah, what am I going to do? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to end up at a blackjack.
1: Table. If we <laughs> greet you in the lobby and it's evident you've lost $3,000, <laughs> I'm going to be... A little bummed by your decisions. Yeah. Let's all wait to get into the hole again after we do our live show. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay, All right. Well, can't wait. Uh, We'll be capturing all kinds of content, and we will be then posting that uh, a week from today. Our big recap of, you know, maybe there will only be two or three of us left standing. Who knows what the show will be next Wednesday. <laughs> I could get into a big old craft of coffee at 3 a.m. and never see, i never come home. Until then, I encourage everybody to push, 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 push.